0: Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. And happy weekend to you, and welcome in. This is Fantasy Sports Today, Craig Bish, along with Joe Ranieri. It's our Fantasy Sports Today weekend edition of the show which is a kind of a recap of some of the things that happen in the week of fantasy sports and a little bit of a look ahead to the next week i wish i could say joe that the weekend is any different than the week it used to be a lot of fun for us you're on the golf course i'm at a baseball game uh but hey here we are again i'm spending some time with you right here on sports grid good to see you again
1: i love it man uh, these six seven day uh a week situations is just uh, it's fantastic and uh Isn't it funny, like, uh, you know, some people are like, I gotta go, I gotta get out of the house, and I'm just like, I would do anything to stay in the house right now. (laughs) I would do absolutely anything not to be in this studio under the desk, that's for sure. I know,
0: I know. Well, you're working hard. We're all, uh, you know, putting out new content every single day. The good news, for those of you who are watching, is that after you see this show, in all likelihood, the next new show, especially if you're checking us Mm -hmm. out on YouTube, I know that a lot of you are, it'll be Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern, so. Uh, let's kind of just kind of go through uh, what's happened over the last couple of days, and really, first and foremost, most especially for this show, I think it's super interesting the report from Bob Nightingale from the USA Today that he put out yesterday, uh, which is Friday. If you're watching this, by the way, if mm-hmm. you're watching it Sunday, I apologize. It's two days ago. Right. Uh, but uh, I wake up in the morning, like I always do. I don't know which day it is, which I always do, and I pop open my phone, which we all do. And I see uh, this report from Bob Nightingale in the USA Today, Joe, that says, here's another plan from Major League Baseball. And the plan is to have a Grapefruit League season, to have a Cactus League season. And then I got to thinking, Joe, didn't somebody at SportsGrid a few days ago make this suggestion after that wacky Arizona uh, story and suggestion that came out. You and I talked about that didn't make any bleeping right. sense whatsoever. Right. I
1: don't know who that was. I, you know, I, uh, I barely remember it. Um, no, no, it's not coming to me. It's no. just not coming. Not sure. uh, no, no idea. But I, I, if you say so, I mean, uh, uh, maybe. Huh. Oh, oh. Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah, oh, always yeah. Oh, oh, you. I, I recognize that guy. He doesn't have a lot of hair,
0: but he looks nope. familiar. No, I
1: see that. And and it, you know what? It was a legitimate question then. And apparently all you have to do is put that out in the universe there, Mish, because it uh, looks like uh, somebody was listening.
0: Well, you know, I, I wish I could take responsibility for this, but uh, common sense prevails mm-hmm. a little bit. Now, let's get into it here, Joe. Uh, the Arizona plan... It was a great plan to just have something of the idea that we're gonna have some baseball this right. year. But realistically, as we talked about, nobody in their 30s who's playing in Major League Baseball and who's married, and you saw all of the anonymous comments that have been yep. going on the internet over the over the last week, is going to leave their families for five mm. months. That's not gonna happen. The chance of Arizona housing 30 Major League Baseball teams and playing out a 100-game season in one place with 10 stadiums was not realistic. And so I thought to myself, why not, Joe, just have the teams in Florida, the train in Florida, the teams in Arizona, the train in Arizona, let them play in Arizona, right here in Florida. Let's watch some baseball here as well. And then in the end, they'll work it out. By the time November comes, if we're still really sitting in this situation, something has gone drastically wrong. But come November, I'm gonna guess that A World Series will be played between the Grapefruit League champion, the Cactus League champion. Maybe they have it in Florida for a few games. Maybe they have it in Arizona. And by the way, they can open that thing up, I would guess, by Arizona too. Now, I'm not saying that this is the very best scenario. I think we all Mm. want baseball in our home parks. I think that Major League Baseball fans should want to be at the games. And I don't think we're out of it yet. But all I can say with this suggestion, Joe, is it makes more sense than the last one. And if we're getting closer and closer to some sort of resolution, this option is a better option than the first one that we heard. And that's all I'm trying to say at this point. This one makes a little bit more sense to have than all of the teams in Arizona.
1: And when you break it down, I mean, you're looking at 24 stadiums, minor league, and three professional ones, actually, three domes, in fact, uh, between the two states, 24 total, uh, total fields to be able to play on. And you split them up. I mean, we had no idea how you were going to keep 30, you know, plus teams there in uh, and staff and everything else, in in a bubble in Arizona and Phoenix made no sense. But it certainly, uh, when, especially when you see how it's uh, it's broken down here with the how they're planning on doing it. Very, the geography makes sense. The um, the ability to be able to obviously, again, this is all contingent upon Florida and Arizona.
0: Oh, there's a lot to happen.
1: Having still. a little, but let's just say New York, let's say, is not recovered in July or August. But you know what? Florida is, or Arizona is. Well, this makes an awful lot of sense, doesn't it, to be able to, yeah. uh, to spread it out there between the two states? Uh, plenty of fields, plenty of opportunities. And yes, like you said, plenty of baseball and even a grapefruit versus cactus league uh, championship in one of the in one of the stadiums in November.
0: Yeah, and, and again, this is this is not the the end result. It's just the beginning. Right. But I I think the bottom line is is that you have to ask yourself as a baseball fan, and let's take fantasy baseball out of the equation mm-hmm. yet, because as I've maintained. You're a complete idiot for doing any fantasy draft over the last two months. I've been saying it over and over again. Yep. Not you personally, Joe.
1: No, no, but you're- yeah.
0: Any, just wait, just wait a little while. No. Yeah, I mean, do a mock draft, but there's don't do a competitive fantasy draft. Look what they're putting out there, the ideas that could possibly happen in baseball. Just wait, and in a month, you'll know the answer. But there's a lot of positives to this. The first is, it's not the be all, end all. Right. Maybe a better scenario will come. Maybe we'll be in a better position in the country, and we won't have to do all this. But if this is, as they would say, the drop-dead scenario, where you have to have it, I think that it could work. You you don't have to have fans there. If they start in June or July, maybe August, things change. Maybe in August or September, they send all the teams back to where their ballpark locations are. And maybe it's just an extension of the spring training, but with real games. The ballpark dimensions are pretty much fitting in the both different places in Arizona and Florida. Maybe some more hitting, of course, in Arizona. It's hotter there. The ball travels a little bit more. We get all that. That's part of it. But we get to have baseball, and most importantly, and this is something that shouldn't be lost sight of, all the Major League Baseball teams are in their home spring training facilities in a bad scenario where something would happen with the virus, with an injury. They're there, they have their medical staffs there. Now, of course, they'd have them on the road too, but you know, Joe, and you played the game. It's not the same as being in your home spring training park. Something happens, you walk around the corner, you're in your clubhouse, you're in your medical room, you got your medical people there. And I think the message that's being sent without a doubt, we don't know how many iterations of the plans they're coming up with, Joe, but here's what we know. Both iterations have some sort of spring training in either Arizona and Florida. Right. So you can make no mistake about it, that when baseball does decide to come back, and it does appear now that they are trying to come back, that some sort of spring training is happening. Yep. Some sort of spring training is happening in Arizona now, for sure. We've seen two of them. Yep. Probably one is happening in Florida. My guess is, Joe, is that they're going to have a spring training, just like they have in the past. It's going to be two or three weeks. And then they'll have to decide what to do from there. But I would guess in the next few weeks, provided that this trajectory keeps happening, they may decide, hey, here's the date, spring training 2020, maybe it's June 1st, maybe they set a date, maybe it's May 25th. I have a feeling the baseball season, I feel a lot more confident this weekend than I did earlier in the week, because Mm -hmm. again, this scenario is a lot more plausible. The other thing I wanna bring up real quick, uh, some people on, on social media, they're like, oh, I don't get it. You know, They're not gonna wanna travel. Are you kidding me? They don't even have to take the bus. Yep. Yes, it's a five-hour drive from where we are, Joe, here in South, and let's say Palm Beach to Tampa, or a four-hour right. drive. I get it. But you have a 10-game road trip. And they stay on the west coast of Florida. They're not just going to go and come back. What's exactly. the difference between flying from Miami to San Francisco or right. Seattle to New York? Yep. It's the same thing. There's no and By the way, there's no planes involved in the first three uh, months of this whole entire thing. Correct. So, so it's not the best. I get it. It's not what we want. We want our stadiums open. We want to go to all the games. We want fans to be at the park. But if this is the worst case scenario, Joe, for the 2020 Major League Baseball season, I'm in.
1: Uh, Listen, I find it fascinating the the leak of these stories here over the last, just the last week itself is uh, somebody wants this out and people talking about it. And uh, at the very least, again, I'm sure these are just two plans we heard this week of more than a dozen that they've got uh, on the table and figuring out. But um, it's very interesting that the first one was everything in Arizona. Players reacted, then all of a sudden, three days later, <laughs> now this one gets thrown out there. It's right. a, uh, it, to no brushback yet, right? No, no brushback. Brush but this brush back. is dipping the toe in the water, guys. And and I'm, I'm sure next week we're going to hear a couple of other plans, too, before it's all said and done.
0: Yeah, and, and listen, the other point that you brought up is a really good one, too, because you also have this scenario where you have in Arizona, you have Chase Field, and mm-hmm. in Florida, you have Marlins Park, and you have Tropicana Field, right. and Tropicana Field is in very close proximity to at least a half a dozen teams that are on the West Coast. Right. And in Miami, although St. Lucie is you know, probably a good two, two and a half hours away, that is true. Uh, the other teams are relatively close to uh, yep. to Marlins Park in Palm Beach and in Jupiter as well. So. You know, weather factor, if they think it's a factor, it's not easy to just pull the plug on a game and go play there. But right. they could do that. Um, you know, they could play a couple double headers there if yep. they chose to. Look, it's going to be very complicated. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be perfect. But I am encouraged. Uh, and and it's, it has nothing to do with with, with it being my idea. Right. Of course, like the second I saw Arizona. I put that out on Twitter because I'm like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, You have Florida and you have spring training sites. I mean, look, the people in Florida, yes, we're wacky. Yes, we have crazy people that don't always do the right thing, I get that. But if we're talking about being in a quarantine, and I think that we could probably agree if it's a spring training, it's gonna still be somewhat of a quarantine, right. whether it's three weeks or a month or maybe even two months. But I'm I'm very pleased that we're making progress here and perhaps, few weeks down the line, we get some sort of definitive date as to uh, a plan on reporting for spring training. I don't think we're there yet, but maybe we're sitting here in a couple of weeks and Major League Baseball says, hey, uh, all the players have to be in their spring training sites by June. Right. You know, it, it may be. I mean, we haven't hit May yet. we got a long way to go. I mean, this- We're not even it, close. Yeah. TV a, schedule
1: works well, too. I mean, you're you you going the right Florida there. games early, the West Coast games later in the day. It works for everybody.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean the heat is an issue, no doubt. They'll have to play a right. lot of night night games, and, and I get that. But again, uh, maybe maybe the night games Joe are at Chase Field. Right. Maybe the night games are at Marlins Park. It doesn't have to be the Marlins. It could be you know two of the spring training teams go down to Marlins Park. They play the night game. Two of the other teams in Arizona, they play the late game. Yep. So, so um, you know, or the day game. Excuse me. Listen, so it's, can...
1: it's not like they didn't play at Pro Player back in the oh day where gosh. it was a hundred degrees. I'm just saying. I mean, not a lot of fans went there, but. No. No. It's not like they haven't done that before. So playing no, day haven't. games in the in the summer in Florida is not the it's not the end all be all.
0: Right. So uh, we'll keep an eye on this. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, I'll be covering it all week long. Anything that I get information wise, just check me on Twitter mm-hmm. at Craig Mission. I'll post it out there for you. Uh, a couple other quick notes around football around the NFL. Uh, real quick, Joe, uh, before the weekend happened, the Houston Texans traded for uh, Brandon Cooks. Right which is, you know, the the Texans have really been the story of the offseason somewhat in terms of their trades outside of Tom Brady. They make the big news, of course, moving on from DeAndre Hopkins. Essentially, they're replacing him with a couple of different players, one being Brandon Cooks. Joe, why has Cooks moved around so much? I'm not really sure about that.
1: Why is that? Very strange. I mean, he, got, he, was, a, he was a hot commodity. Then he got paid. Then he got hurt. And then uh, it didn't work out at all last year there. And uh, as you can begin to tell, the Rams have a plan, and it is – uh, carrying a lot of dead money and shedding an awful lot of salaries that they uh, probably shouldn't have been doling out to people. So uh, for them to cut him this year and carry $21 million or trade him and, and still carry that $21 of in dead money, Jeez. but I, listen, I like guys that have uh, something to prove that uh, everyone uh, continues to say is done. Well, we'll, we'll see how done he is. I, I, you're not going to replace Hop, but I got to tell you, if you scheme it right, Brandon Cooks is one hell of a weapon to have.
0: Yeah, they had Randall Cobb as well, I believe, is another receiver that they added. Mm -hmm. So, look, I mean, Houston uh, could also go into the draft. And, look, I I thought that they were going to have a horrible year. Everybody hates Bill O'Brien, and I get that. But the bottom line is, like, they won again. Like, if I would have bet that total, I would have bet the under on Houston. I would have been wrong Mm -hmm. on that one, sure. Uh, The other story that percolated uh, late yesterday doesn't come as a huge surprise. And, look, this isn't a victory lap. And this isn't kicking people when they're down. But... Here on Fantasy Sports today, Joe, a couple of months ago when this all started, uh, you know, I basically said, look, I I don't wish the XFL bad, but I am just not going to talk about it. I am not going to do it on this show. I I saw what happened with the AAF. Mm -hmm. There were people, enough people, Joe, that still were pretty vociferous about coming out saying this is a better brand of football. It's a more exciting brand of football. I get it uh, from a betting perspective anything to bet on is always cool. There were limited games on the weekend. I was aware that they were going right. on. I was aware of what the final scores were, but a lot of them were low scoring. A lot of them were unders. And and I think maybe they would have survived had there not been this pandemic, but it obviously was just way too much to overcome. At least the players, from my knowledge, got paid yes. through the end of the season, which is certainly a good sign. But I think the question at this point, it's an easy answer, but I think it has to be asked. And it is unfortunate because I do know a couple of people that did work for uh, the XFL. Mm. But in terms of minor league football, Joe, I think this is it, right? Like, like yeah. I, I don't know how they can't follow the CFL model for all these years. CFL has been around for a billion years. They keep playing every year. I don't know why they it works for them. It can't work yeah. for anybody else. Even the, even the arena football league worked for about 10 That's years. That's Yeah. I, I think we got to just put minor league football to rest at this point. And I'm guessing that this is indeed the end of that
1: going to be a whole new sports landscape here in a year from now. So it it um there might it might not be the only casualty. We don't know, but uh one of two things either the appetite is going to grow so large because of uh because of this downtime and away from it that uh anything and everything will be given a shot certainly from a TV revenue standpoint or yeah. People are just uh, everything's going to cut back, and it's just going to be the um, it's just going to be what everyone wants to see, which is usually the five big sports.
0: Yeah, and, and look, it's just very hard during this time to justify paying anyone salaried yeah. employees of a league, and and that's you know they're not making any revenue. And the league, by the way, I wasn't that great. It's like almost right. I mean, look, the play may have been a little bit better, but essentially you had the same thing. People were mm-hmm. rushing to watch the XFL in week one, and the ratings were great. And then they just completely fell off, just like the XFL did too. And uh, look, there's a reason why minor league baseball games and uh, G League NBA games aren't primary games. We do love our sports and we do love our football, but nobody wants to watch second-rate sports on a a weekly basis. It's just not gonna happen. Mm. And although the ratings were better than the AAF, uh, it is it is a shame for the people who lost their jobs. I just hope that we don't make this mistake now for what I would call essentially a third time right. trying to run another uh, football league. But I, I will say that I followed the scores and a lot of unders came in, I yeah. know, in the first few weeks, right? Am I right about that? That's That's right. You know, yep. lot, not a lot of touchdowns, not a lot of scoring. Okay, so uh, we're off and running here on Fantasy Sports Today's mm. Weekend Edition. But coming up next, we're going to give you This Day in Sports for Saturday, April the 11th, Mm. and Sunday, April the 12th, as well as our birthdays for the 11th and the 12th, so that's coming up next. Also, we had Gray Albright on the show earlier this week from Mm. Razzball.com. We'll play play back that conversation for you. It's a one hour edition today of Fantasy Sports Today, and we'll take a quick time out here on the show. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes with the This Day in Sports and Fantasy Sports Weekend Mm. Edition. Don't go away.
2: SportsGrid.com, betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
0: Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today, the weekend edition of the show. Craig Mish and Joe Ranieri. If you're missing our show during the week, you shouldn't, and you can go back and watch them all. Mm -hmm. Here's how you do it. Just log on to YouTube and click on Sports Grid, or in your search bar, enter Sports Grid and like and subscribe, and even add those little notifications. And so every single time a new Sports Grid pops up on YouTube, whether it's our show or any of the others, you can watch it on demand. In addition to that, for those of you who are maybe taking some time off from watching TV this weekend and you just want to listen to something, how about listening to our show? That's really easy to do. If you have an iPhone, just basically subscribe to our show, Fantasy Sports Today. If that's not good enough for you and you have an Android phone, that's cool too. Download us in the Google Play Store. Use the app to listen to all of our podcasts. We also post them over on Stitcher and audioboom.com. And of course, our television shows as we talked about many times throughout the week. It is on Pluto TV, Zumo TV, and Stir. Those are the three of the options that you have as well. And of course, sportsgrid.com plays all of the show lives. I think I covered it all, Joe. Did I miss any of our watching opportunities?
1: Good to go. I think it's, uh, and more to come probably in all likelihood. That's what
0: I hear. (laughs) Yes, that's what I hear. We don't want to let the uh, cat out of the bag, so to speak. But uh, in this day and age, also want to wish all of you this weekend a very safe weekend. Remember, stay inside. Hopefully we're getting on the uh, other side of this so we can start talking about some live sports soon. But for now, every day, The second segment of our show, which is about 11.17 on the East AM, we do this day in fantasy sports history. And so, Joe, since it's the weekend, we got two to cover. We got Saturday and Sunday to cover. So let's dive right in, okay? Let's do it. All right, so this day in fantasy sports, April 11th, 1982. People are like, who in the world is the picture of that guy right there?
1: That a walrus. Yes,
0: Craig Stadler. Had one Masters championship and it happened on April the 11th, 1982. Mm. Played on the senior tour for a long time after that. I think that Craig Stadler, no offense, gives us hope, Joe, that we can be great golfers too. Uh, you know, you basically could just go out on the course, chug a few beers, hit some balls. Maybe you win the Masters. I know that's probably not accurate, but <laughs> that, that is why I wanted to make everybody feel better. Look, you can accomplish anything in life that you set out to do you just have to be very passionate about it, very good at it. Craig Stadler was an unbelievable golfer for a long period of time, uh, but this was his only major championship.
1: Yeah, his kid uh, played uh, for a while. I think he's still on the tour too as well. He's playing on the uh, the senior circuit, the Champions Tour. He's uh, uh it was a good guy, a lot of fun too back in those yes. uh, the uh, the Tom Watson uh, days there. It was an interesting tour in the 80s like that.
0: Uh, April 11th, 1999, Pat Riley, as the head coach of the Miami Heat, wins his 938th game all time, and that ties Red Auerbach, mm. and Riley ended up with 1,210 wins, which put him in third, but Greg Popovich, of course, passed him up, and I would say that if Greg Popovich coaches for a couple more years, there's a chance, Joe, that yep. you know Riley's probably ends up third, fourth all time. Uh Popovich could end up being number one. I mean, his first teams aren't great. He's gonna have to, you know, coach around a little bit right. here, but there's a chance that that he ends up being the number one uh, wins of all uh, Don Nelson has the most all
1: time. Yeah. He did it forever too. There's probably a good chance though that Pop is gonna call it uh, call it a career at some particular point. And who knows? Maybe maybe Pat comes back down out of the uh, out of the front office and Again? comes down to coach. Who knows? You know? Although he really does like Spolster, so probably not. <laughs> Getting unless, up there in age. Unless he's got to go back to the Lakers again. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. So uh, Pat Riley, 1,210 wins, and uh, 1999 was uh, when he tied Red Auerbach. Uh, okay, uh, April eleventh, two 2010, why is this interesting? I really found this interesting. Uh, April eleventh, two thousand ten, Mike Leake made his big league debut, pitching for the Cincinnati Reds. Mm. But Joe, he did it without playing a single game in the minor leagues. He's only the second major league baseball player to ever do that, and he just basically came right out of Arizona State, got drafted, and uh, and then the very next year, um, you know, made his debut. I, mm. I, I mean, that's I mean Mike Leake of all people, I wouldn't have guessed that. Nope. Mike Leake's still pitching in the big leagues at this point, but. Man, to not have any minor league seasoning, I know that these kids come out of college ready, but I figured it was a pretty good one. Wasn't like a
1: reunion in Arizona of sorts for him? Didn't he go to, uh, wasn't he in Arizona last year? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think, right, I, I think yeah. he ended up going back to uh, where he played uh, college ball there. And uh, kind of crazy when you think about it, right from Arizona State straight to- uh, Unbelievable, right, right to, to the-, to big the not, even, not even a minor stop, just brought him right no? to the club, man, it's crazy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, not, oh, yeah, not ben, something that not something that'll probably ever happen again. in no. it's no. been almost ten years. So, uh, and then our fourth uh, this day in history, and this is a real shame because of course we know what's happened since 2017. But Yoan uh, Cespedes, Joe, hit three home runs for the Mets April 11, 2017, and uh, he and, and the Mets ended up beating the Philadelphia Phillies. I think that Cespedes is one of those guys, Joe, without a doubt, that we're going to look back on. For sure, over the last five, 10 years and say, had this guy not gotten hurt, how many home runs would he have ended up hitting? 400, 500? Uh, But look, if you step in holes chasing boars and doing crazy things, then your career is going to be kind of cut short. By all accounts, there was a chance that he was going to make the Mets going into the season. Of course, he took a reduced salary to try and make the Mets right. during the season. But uh, his best days probably behind him. But a real shame because he had the potential to be a, like one of the great home run hitters of the last decade.
1: Just a terrible chain of events there for a, uh, for a span with him, and it just kind of spiraled out of control. But he had uh, all the opportunities to be one of, the, uh, one of the great ones, certainly, in the Mets, uh, in the Mets organization for a long time.
0: Yeah. Remember, he had surgery on yep. both legs, yep. both both ankles, like yep. some bizarre stuff. It's cr- <laughs> <just> crazy.
1: <laughs> Not a guy I yep. would have wanted to be hanging around with anytime time uh, for, for an extended period of time there.
0: Yeah, uh, different kind of guy. That's for sure. Yeah. And now his brother is getting ready to yep. play the big leagues too. Okay, uh, this day is Fantasy Sports Birthdays. Uh, we had a couple of decent ones here. Uh, went to professional wrestling, our first professional wrestling. Wow. Today. Remember Harley Race? Remember him well. <laughs> passed away recently. Uh, Harley Race, a uh, WWF wrestler, a WCW wrestler, one of the originals, Joe, when you think about it, like kind of in that era right before wrestling really got hot. But right. Harley Race leads off uh, us today. Passed away, though, a couple of years ago.
1: Yep, remember him, remember that whole WCW. Larry Zabrisco, all of those guys uh, back in that day, man. Harley was, uh, he was one of the good guys, that's for sure. Yep.
0: Brett Saberhagen, two-time Cy Young Award winner, World Series champion with the Kansas City Royals, born in 1964. Mm. Uh, Trevor Linden played a long time, I didn't realize it, in the NHL, Joe, uh, born in 1970. It's his birthday, uh, retired a few years ago as well. And then Kevin Biggio, the son of uh, Craig Biggio was born today in 1995. And I think, Joe, for a lot of Toronto Blue Jays fans, that makes them sad because for the first time in a number of years, the Blue Jays were going into the Major League Baseball with a ton of optimism. They signed Hunjin Rue in the off season. They had Biggio and Bichette and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Yep. Like, here come the Jays again. And in fact, the other night I was watching the Blue Jays win that back-to-back championship against the Philadelphia Phillies with Joe Carter's walk-off home run. And man, there's some like serious, passionate fans in Toronto. They just have not had a lot of cheer about in the last decade.
1: No, actually, um, funny story. Growing up, I was um, at a baseball camp uh, that Craig Biggio was my coach, and, really? and yeah, he was a senior in high school at the time, wow. and he had um, it was over the summer. He had just gotten drafted. And what a lot of guys don't know is he was all American football player too. He was he could have went anywhere he wanted to as a uh, as a football player, but he chose baseball and uh, and the rest they say is history. But yeah, he was a uh, senior in high school and he was uh, my coach at that baseball camp. It was pretty funny.
0: What did he think of you?
1: He loved me, yeah, it was his first pick. So that was good, that, that go. was good. Look he had good that. taste, the dude had good taste, I'm not gonna there you lie. Go. Oh. Yep. And he'd come See. back a couple of years later. It was He was always a, a guy, very approachable, down-to-earth guy, he was just a really, really good guy.
0: You think he'd remember you now?
1: Oh, uh, he'd remember the camp for sure, absolutely all right that was his senior year yeah he was uh he he didn't even live in the same town and he and everyone else why they had cars and stuff like he he rode a 10-speed bike and i'm talking like 30 miles away like is where he lived and he he would bike every day to the uh two and away from camp to stay in shape It was crazy yeah he was
0: you never know what we're gonna get from you no
1: no there's a reason why he played as long as he did man the guy was uh guy was really good they realized rather quickly, too, that they had to uh, figure out a different position and catcher for him. It's true. Yeah, yep. he
0: played a few years of catcher and then yep. went to second base. There were actually some people who thought he didn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. I know he had to wait a couple years, but, man, I thought he was a first ballot Hall of Famer. 3,000 exactly. hits in the era he played in. Yep. Stole bases, played second, played yep. catcher. All right, so uh, that's April 11th. Let's move on to April the 12th. And we'll go to this day in fantasy sports history for that day as well, 1970. This is just before, I believe, the Yankees had Monument Park in the mm-hmm. outfield. They, uh, they began with giving plaques to Joe DiMaggio and Mickey Mantle, and of course, that became what turned out to be an unbelievable Monument Park with all of the great legends that they have out there. And uh, really, the uh, people are they complain that the new one is not, as, is not as big as the old one in old Yankee Stadium, but either way, uh, that's what happened on April the 12th, 1970. Uh, April the 12th, 1988, Frank Robinson ends up replacing Cal Ripken Sr. Mm. as manager, and people forget, Joe, that Cal Ripken's dad actually coached the Orioles. Did it pretty well for a while, but then the Orioles had like one really dreadful year. I believe it was '88 where they lost around there. Yeah, they lost like so many games to start the season. Yep. And, um, and I don't think that anybody
1: was. The, uh, the Ripken middle infield there, Billy and Cal and uh, and dad was uh, in the bench. That was pretty funny. Yep.
0: 1993, remember in 92, the Pittsburgh Pirates, they had those great teams. 91, 92, got to the playoffs, Sid Bream uh, for the Braves, ended up doing them in. And uh, the Pirates, of course, being a small market team, couldn't afford to keep their guys around, which is a shame because they had Bob Bonilla and Barry Bonds, and Doug Drabeck, and great teams on the Pirates. Uh, Bonds left in 1993. Yep. He signed with his hometown team, where his dad was from, where his godfather, Willie Mays, was from, and signed with the San Francisco Giants. And in the old Candlestick Park in his very first at-bat, Joe ends up hitting a home run, which began what we think will end up being a Hall of Fame career. And Joe, I know he's got another year left on the ballot, I I think the purgatory should be over at this point. I think it's time to put Barry and Roger Clemens into the Hall of Fame.
1: That wasn't his fault. They just didn't have enough room for his head in Pittsburgh anymore. And uh, that was- I don't think
0: it was growing to that degree.
1: (laughs) It it started to balloon like a tick and then that was the end of it. They're like, Barry, you gotta go. Like there's no way, along with you, Andy Van Slyke and Bobby Bonilla and Dre and everybody else that if you probably would have stayed in Pittsburgh, you'd have won a couple of championships.
0: They had great teams there. Oh,
1: goodness. Mm. Yep. Uh, uh,
0: Now we get into, uh, you know, Masters. Uh, Here we go again. There was a million Masters to choose from, by the way, over the weekend. I don't even know where to go. We've been Mm. talking Masters all week long. People are getting sad. Uh, But Jordan Spieth, I figured let's throw Jordan Spieth's name in there because at this point when there is a Masters in November, Jordan Spieth is going to be either the favorite, I would guess, or among the favorites, him and Dustin Johnson, a couple of others. But Spieth, uh, Joe, at this point, would you say that he's always the favorite in every tournament that he plays in? It's him, Rory McIlroy, Dustin Johnson. It's like that, that, that three or four guys. Then Tiger Woods, is like always lurking. Tiger Woods, is like never the favorite. He's always like four to one or five to one, something
1: like that. Yeah, I think that uh, that was the last year he actually made a putt worth of anything. It was 2015 because he has uh, absolutely sucked since then, and I've lost a lot of money right. backing Jordan Spieth in golf tournaments over the last shall we say ooh, 12 to 18 months because he just lost the putter it's very strange he loves this golf course he had a stretch there where a couple of seconds he ended up winning twice like he loves augusta but he's had this stretch over the last couple of years where he, he can't play four rounds he, he plays a bad first yep. plays three good or he, and he he can't finish and it all has to do with the putter somewhere along the line he lost that touch with the putter and it's uh people have been waiting for him like me uh to get it back and it just hasn't happened yet
0: yeah well i mean that's uh that's always the, the tough part of it and knowing that and i'm yeah. sorry that sorry that somebody went down the drain for
1: you you don't understand how hard four rounds of golf is is uh you know anybody can get a oh well, i played good a couple of rounds yeah you, you got in the with the big boys you got to play four Perb rounds and the competition's sure. pretty rough out there for sure
0: all right now fantasy sports birthdays for april the 12th mm. as we head into uh I, I mean look listen i mean not the biggest names today um you know let's let's be honest i don't have the best names today but look it's a birthday and we're gonna give out the, the birthday presents mm. today uh, lorenzo white now a lot of people may not know lorenzo white doesn't come to name but for those of you who played fantasy in like the 90s it was Highsmith and White and yep. running back for the Houston Oilers at the time. White was like the bigger guy, Joe. he was yep. the one that you gave the ball to near the goal line and and Houston was like one of those first few teams to sort of use two different running backs yep uh and you know one guy would carry and then one guy would get the goal line carry and uh White was pretty good by the way, in the early games of Madden. yes yep yeah uh, 19th... oh, He it yeah, was go a ahead.
1: good college wasn't he from Florida? I th- I thought he was from um. Fort Lauderdale, I remember, if I'm not mistaken, or, or uh, Plantation, somewhere uh, down uh, in the uh, Brown County area. He was definitely a Florida guy. Well, He um, went to
0: Dillard High School. Dillard,
1: yes. It was a Dillard? Okay, good yeah. Call. Good call. Yep, good local guy, man. Yep, absolutely. Good good running back, too.
0: 1972, Paul LaDuca was Ooh, born.
1: Ooh, we just talked about him, didn't we?
0: Yeah, LaDuca's a little bit of a joker at this yep. stage of his career, but really good in the horses, that's for sure. Uh, really good player with the Dodgers for many years, the Mets, and now oh. not as good on social media, I would say. No. 1974, Roman Hammerlick. Mm. What could you tell me, Joe, about Roman Hammerlick from can the I, NHL? Anything?
1: Can, can I buy you a vowel, please? Because uh, <laughs> I have absolutely uh, no idea Nothing. about Roman.
0: Uh, Roman played a long time in the NHL, and I couldn't find anybody else.
1: Oh, all right. Well, and that's there, good.
0: And there's the summary there. And then finally, a name I think that everybody knows, Ted Ginn Jr. Oh, yes. Oh, got I, I got I to gotta tell you, that's the picture of Ted Ginn. I got to tell you, Joe, has anybody made more out of less in the NFL than Ted Ginn? When he, was with, when he was drafted by the Dolphins and basically was essentially a bust, there's no way 10 years later I would have thought that he'd yep. still be playing in the NFL yep. with the Saints, with the Panthers with Arizona. I mean, the guy just keeps moving on and
1: on and on to all these different leagues. He's still in the league with the New Orleans Saints. Was I a never would have guessed Ireland that a Jeff Ireland special? Was that right around uh, that, that era, I'd Sounds
0: right. Yeah, it sounds that was a right. Jeff
1: Ireland, and we all, you're absolutely correct. Three years, maybe, never would have thought. Very much like Reggie Bush kind of thing, where it's like, this guy ain't ever gonna last. But this yeah, but guy. Bush was really
0: good, though, for a while.
1: Yeah, well, it's amazing when, when you get, you know, I think Ginn would have been all right if he had Marino at a quarterback in his prime, but he ended up getting Drew Brees, so not not too bad there. He ended up in the right spot. Yep.
0: All right, we'll be back with more fantasy sports today. Gray Albright joins us next. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com.
2: Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
0: And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today, Craig Mish and Joe Ranieri. Of course, we are closing out the week in style, as we did last week. We're going to do it again this week, as we're joined by Gray Albright of Razzball.com, the kick around the latest in life, the world, fantasy sports, Tiger King, everything that you could possibly imagine. Gray, thanks for coming on the show. How was your week?
3: Uh, I was pretty good. I I got a uh, delivery... From Imperfect Foods this week. I got parsnips, which I don't really know exactly what to do with those. So I don't know. Maybe that wasn't the good part of the week. Uh, I also I got a oh, we got an Amazon window to get paper towels. So that was also exciting. It's g it's been a good week.
0: Okay. So what, what does the that hell mean? Parsnips
1: window? in an order. Like that- like where did would you lose a bet? Like how did that work out, Greg? <laughs> well, <laughs> Uh, thanks for asking, Jeff.
3: I, uh, actually, it's a, uh, delivery service where you put in a, <laughs> you put in an order and they give you basically whatever they have. Uh, wow. I, I last, last week I got, uh, I got a, a potato, a pineapple, and <laughs> and scallions, uh, which actually, it turned out to be a really good week last, I didn't realize that was a good week. So, uh, this week, when I got the uh, parsnips, I was
0: like, oh, mm. I don't really know what to do with those. Yep,
1: yeah, no, no, see, I'd that be thing? offended. That's, you send me parsnips, I'm offended, I'm just saying.
0: Was that the only thing <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the whole order? Confused.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was, a, it was a it was a box of bars.
0: <laughs> I don't get it. How did this happen?
3: I might have signed up for like this uh, a punked service. They're Uh-oh. just like they're just messing with people in quarantine. Wow. Here's a uh, I oh, just put no. in a order for uh, toilet paper. Well, actually, here's sandpaper. Good
0: luck. Yeah, there you go. That's it's... the way to go about it. Uh, uh, but what what happened with the what happened with the paper towels? What do, you, what do you mean, you got a window? What does that mean?
3: Oh, it was wonderful. No, so uh, Amazon, I guess you put in a order and you, hopefully you get a window for delivery.
1: Oh, well, I see.
3: You get a window because I, I actually, I don't use uh, cloth napkins. I have like a uh, phobia, so I only use paper napkins. And I don't use the top napkin. I don't know if you guys are like this, but like if I go into a pizzeria, and the top napkin, uh, remember, going, remember the days of going into a restaurant? I just had no. a flashback. Anyway, <laughs> you go in and you grab the top napkin on the uh, counter. I throw that away. I don't ever use that napkin. That's mm. not a napkin you use. <laughs> As I was well, saying, congr- I, don't congratulations. Use cloth, I don't use cloth napkins. Yeah, no, this isn't a religion. No. <laughs> this is more of a, a neurotic thing. Call me Joe Neurotic. So I, uh, I can't. <laughs> so I used only paper towels to, uh, wipe my hands and my face. So thankfully, we got a window and we had paper towels delivered. Otherwise, mm. I would have had my face on my sleeve or something. I don't even know what I would have done.
0: Yeah. On, on eBay, they're like selling paper towels, like $10 a roll. Wow.
1: Going.
3: Actually, now that I think about it, I could wipe my face on my sleeve and sell these things <laughs> hey,
1: Yes, not the tonight. first sleeve though, not your first sleeve. Yeah, you're gonna have to change shirts. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah maybe the economy's going, maybe selling paper towels isn't a bad oh, idea, I don't cute. know.
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: All right, so how did we get here? Four minutes in? Not sure. But let's continue on and, and talk about the at least the latest in fantasy baseball, which essentially was a story that broke on Monday, and we've had nothing since. But the story that did broke on Monday, Gray, was the idea of a possibility of playing an entire season over the course of three or four months in Arizona, 10 stadiums, 30 teams, a short spring training in May, followed by games with no players in the stands in June, Lie. I suppose that there is some sort of fantasy spin on this. Mine is, this would just be horrible, but, uh, you know, I would love for the games to be played any way possible. It just would seem to me that there's gotta be a better way than this idea that was proposed.
3: Yeah, I mean, you would hope. I uh, saw actually today, Tom Bergucci of Sports Illustrated said that there was going to be a 43-game season, <laughs> which, wow, yeah, that that gave me a good chuckle. I mean, Forty-three games, so we're talking maybe one game on Sunday, and then everyone gets tested, and six days late, later we reconvene and have another game. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe he was talking about football. I actually, I'm pretty optimistic still about a baseball season. I think that there's gonna be something. I don't know what it necessarily was gonna look like. I, I don't think the Arizona everyone plays in Arizona is really going to, I don't know if that's going to fly. That feels like a little bit of uh, like, that just feels like a a, a working draft, mm. <laughs> you know, like right. I, I don't really necessarily think that that is going to be what the season actually ends up looking like. I do think there is for fantasy baseball um concern. There is a little bit of thought, like, you know, if there is a season with, Uh, teams not playing in their home parks like what happens to all those rocky hitters
0: that you were interested in Mm. suddenly
3: suddenly i told you
0: this but you're unconcerned with all this
3: suddenly herman marquez looks really good finally finally
0: it came true for you Mm. right (laughs) i know i
3: also i mean think about like other stadiums now uh doesn't matter what's going on in seattle state like well seattle doesn't really have any hitters but if they did it might be interesting
0: i i i I still feel like in the end we're gonna end up having a pseudo regular season Mm. of 80 to 100 games being played in 20 parks that we know maybe five that we don't and in front of no fans for a month or two where we get a month of actually having real baseball i i think i think you're right i think that some semblance of the season is gonna happen, but I maintain Gray in, in terms of fantasy, like I am just not interested at all until I have any kind of clue as to how this is gonna play out. I just I simply won't do a draft and I won't participate in one unless it's free and then I have nothing
1: to do. What's the number, Gray, to you? I mean what what would you not go under in order to be able to make it a viable fantasy season?
3: I think probably a hundred games. That's where I'm that's where my head's at. I think uh maybe July fourth feels like a very baseball thing to do. Mm. Like we have opening day July fourth. You get fireworks, you get the the stadium, you have uh teams back, games on, and they play through the end of October, and then you have a month of the uh postseason in November and uh a, either LA or a Miami or somewhere warm. I think that I, I really think that's going to be the season. 100 games starting July 4th.
0: Yeah, and by the way, if they start July 4th and go through October, they can get in a lot more than 100 games if that's what they choose. If they start July 4th, they can play 30 games in July, 30 games in uh, August, 30 games in September even if you give them a couple of days off throughout the month you that's almost you know, that's 90 games right there you know you could probably get through october with 120 130 i don't think it's going to get that far you're right i think it's going to be 100 games or less but to me july 4th has always made a lot of sense may 4th does not so hopefully that's a direction that will be trending
3: we're still i mean we are still so early in this whole process like we have uh you know what are we like oh, a little bit over a week into april i think Honestly, I mean I'm not a scientist, in case anyone was wondering. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure <laughs> there's a lot of people that were, but I'm not. I do think though that like three weeks in the life of this whole macottic craziness, I think is a lot of time. I think it by is. This is mm-hmm. try, May first, I think the entire situation is gonna look totally different. And everyone who's saying that there's not gonna be sports is gonna be like Oh, yeah, there probably will be sports now mm. that I think. About it. I mean, I, I really do think like I feel like fans may not be there may not be crowds in stadiums like that. I can t- I can see something where, you know, guys, uh, people are playing without fans or with or with limited number of fans. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know how that all plays out. But I really think that there's going to be baseball.
1: I'm, you know, it's funny, somebody was, uh, somebody was talking about just the ability to use the dome stadiums um, and take, you know, weather and those types of things out of it. And just in the dome stadiums uh, in the American and National League, what, what is it, about a half a dozen of them, I guess, maybe six or seven of them, and use those as sites in order to play uh, all the games or at least as many games as they can
3: because people are afraid of open air stadiums because people sneeze into the stadium? I no, I,
0: I think it's more along up. the yeah. lines of that like, rain, rain outs, you know. Yeah, exactly. avoid
1: the weather altogether.
0: Oh, I got you. Because yeah, no. if the game gets rained out, you're really screwed. <laughs> I got, got you. Yeah.
3: For, like, for weather. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And I Whatever. guess at least yeah. you can get six or seven cities involved, you know, that way, as opposed to, hey, everyone come to Arizona, we're going to box you in, throw away the key. It's like, yeah, I don't, I don't see how that works, Greg. just don't see how that works at all.
3: I don't, yeah, no, I don't either. I think by, you know, by maybe June, this is going to be a situation where they even are like, okay, yeah, a few like families can travel and like, you know, things are, they can't keep people on lockdown for the next six months. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it doesn't seem feasible in any stretch of the imagination. I don't know. I, no. I'm just really like I i mean, I hope I'm not being totally Pollyanni and like have my head in the sand. But I really believe there will be baseball.
0: Yeah, no, and and baseball again has a little bit of a different situation than the NBA yeah. and the NHL, where their seasons are basically over regular season wise, and they're starting up again soon in mm-hmm. the fall in October, or November. Um, so that'll that'll be interesting. Um, so, right. Gray, what are you doing right now to pass the time? What what is it that you're doing every day from morning boy. till night? Oh boy,
3: uh, gonna, let uh, me that's... get
1: the popcorn. Go ahead. Uh, yeah.
3: <laughs> I actually, well, I just pulled up a. Uh, uh, a website called parsniprecipes.com i
1: don't know uh, <laughs> snips are you on snips.com i am
3: on the snip <laughs> you know the snip uh. i thought i thought for a second it was about like uh a, a spay and neutering pets, but it's not
0: any good recipes <laughs> <laughs> that that's like an hour of your day Stop it. come on he's doing do out of 7 hours
3: <laughs> You're looking at it! <laughs> my,
0: my
3: my day is literally talking to myself. So you Come guys on. are just entering into no my day.
0: Movies, no good movies? nothing nothing you could recommend to all the people watching. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, alright, okay. Yeah. yeah. Fine, 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 give me fine, fine. give me some something <laughs> you here. Want a, you want a real answer. Okay, okay. Yes. So, you gave uh, the fake uh, one. Give the real
1: Yeah,
0: one. yeah okay,
3: okay. So my day. It's looking like this. I wake up. I, you know, do a little bit of work on because uh, we we did do uh, hundred game projections at Rasball. We we uh, we changed all the projections down to hundred games. So I do a little bit of Razzball in the morning. Then I'm I've been working on a book. I don't, I'm not at uh, I'm not ready to say yet what it is, but I've been okay. working on it all winter. And I was working on it. Uh, you know, I've started working on it again because I got nothing else to do. <laughs> so I'm doing that. And then uh, like around four or five, I basically cut out and I watched some TV. I've been watching, uh, you know, watching a lot of Netflix, to be honest. I mm. saw uh, a show about zombies recently called Kingdom. It was a uh, Chinese show and okay. it was about zombies and it was good. And I don't like zombies. So, you know, you take that as far as you want.
0: All right, no, that's that's positive to start yeah. with. Like I, I think Joe and I did. I mention to you, Gray. I know I mentioned to to Joe that I watched uh, a show called uh, The Platform on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It was probably the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Awful. It was one of the worst things I've ever seen. Yes.
3: Oh yeah, no, that's that sounds terrible. No, you got to. I'll actually, I'll tell you stuff to watch. Actually, I'm gonna give you things to watch, and then so next week we could just talk about what I've watched. Good, the let's left, do
1: it. <laughs>
3: we should just have a TV hour. We, actually. <laughs> We could do this every day. Yeah. <laughs> Are you, <laughs> you know, serious? Really?
0: Friday. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, <laughs> listen, uh, uh, unfortunately, Pluto TV will only allow 17 minutes of you. Oh. <laughs> what?
3: yeah, well, that's terrible. Wait, what is that all about? Is that's that because uh, I did a, a crack on Disney at some point? What's the deal, <laughs> Pluto?
0: <laughs> Pluto is Viacom. You're good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All well,
3: right. Oh. Okay. Nice. 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 I. Uh, yeah. No. I. I honestly, we uh, we were watching Better Call Saul this week, which is a great show. That's Have you
0: seen great. that? Yep, yeah, yep. that is. I
3: just realized this week I had a uh, uh, an epiphany. Uh, where it was, yeah, I know. <laughs> it sounds really good. So I had an epiphany. And I was like, "Wow, Breaking Bad, basically with an attorney." I didn't even realize. I didn't put it together. I mean, I, everyone else in the world has probably already realized this, but I didn't realize. Better call Saul is Breaking Bad. That's all. It it, 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 it it's so. like the same character arc because the guy is going from not bad, bad. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I yeah. know this isn't. I, I know you are expecting more, but that's what I came up with. But the, was, uh, I, I like... think the difference <laughs> with this is, is that you, you know it's headed that
2: direction.
1: <laughs> oh, that was just mind blown right there. Mind blown.
3: Yeah. <laughs> that came on—that was good. You guys yeah, have a you, pretty the, big budget to be uh, doing that. Oh, graphic. you, you
0: yes. have no idea. Yeah, no idea. Yes.
3: Uh, you guys might be able—have uh, to get paid for this. You might be able to go on eBay and buy some paper towels
1: or parsnips. <laughs> and parsnips, man, leftover parsnips. My <laughs> I God. i
3: parsnips on eBay right now. Uh, my! Ten, eBay ten,
0: ten,
3: rate
0: ten dollars a snip.
1: Uh, out of
3: your mind. Uh, <laughs>
0: Okay, Gray, it's been great once again having you. don't know what we accomplished, but it was something. <laughs> Man, it's over so fast.
3: Give me another two hours. Know, <laughs> Listen,
0: call up stir. Yes. They, may, they, have, an, they have a spot open. That's Has it. That's all TV.
1: Cooking there with Gray. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All
0: right, Gray,
3: thank you. Goodbye. Thank you, guys. Talk to you later
0: all right gray albright from rasball and rasball.com they got their 100 game fantasy baseball projections up now you can Mm -hmm. go ahead and check it out purchase it get yourself set for the 100 game baseball season that currently does not exist Mm. all right that'll do it for the show thanks to everybody who watched today we'll be back again over the weekend for a special edition of fantasy sports today weekend edition and then of course we'll be back on monday with a regular edition of the show at 11 a.m eastern for my co-host Joe Reneri, I am Craig Mish. Hope you guys have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again soon. Stay on the grid. Get on the grid. And we'll be right here for you.
2: SportsGrid.com Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid.
1: SportsGrid.com